welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Hello. Welcome back to what is probably an episode that doesn't even need to happen. I've, I, I almost was just like, oh, let's take the week off. Hmm, because this is rehash central, in my personal opinion. So this could be a four and a half minute long episode. Yeah, I was getting to the point where I was like predicting what people were going to say. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what the deal is with that because you'd think that they would have a vast variety of prompts for the conversations that uh, different things would come up, but it really it really hasn't. I mean, we've uh, unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately Christy is so right. There were so many moments where it was just verbatim what what they had said either earlier in the episode or in the past two, three episodes. I mean, how many times can you ask, what have you learned from this? What are you, you going to take away? What do you need your spouse to do in order for you to say yes? Right. And, and there should be other questions. And I guess from my vantage point, I just wonder if, this is happening because of the, I guess, stuntedness of the relationships, if if that's, if stuntedness is even a word. I mean, uh, maybe there is nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I... Nothing is progressing. I, I do wonder, I do wonder if that is actually true, because how much are, are these couples actually progressing. I mean, they're saying they want to progress, but, you know, Clint and Gina are still in what seems like the same exact position they've been in for the past several episodes. And the, the I would say the same is true for Kirsten and Shaq. Things have shifted a, a little bit, a little bit for Eris and Jasmine, but not necessarily particularly substantially no i mean at least she's not crying but yeah still so nothing nothing really happening yeah she's not crying and i mean even chris and nicole like they seem to be doing all right but even then you know we're still rehashing stuff so that's kind of the the context of this episode i was just watching the episode and the whole time i was like i'm just gonna sit there and record this podcast and feel like i'm just gonna say the exact same things myself <laughs> that i've been saying <laughs> over the past few weeks just I, I'm, I'm gonna be repeating myself and so well we'll see if uh, we can pick out the few little nuggets we did get yeah it's a little Ugh. Apparently Clint is hungover. Yeah, Clint Clint has really been enjoying himself on on this retreat. I feel like this is maybe 
just the bright spot of the season for him. Yeah, he gets to cook, hang out with all his friends, party it up. Yeah, drink a lot. It was also his birthday over this weekend at some point, and so he was he was living it up. He loved the disco party. I mean, that's kind of his his element, I guess. I mean, he said last week that he loves themed parties. Well, definitely a theme. So that that really uh yeah. Well, he was hurting the next morning, though. <laughs> yeah. at, least, at least someone was enjoying themselves. Uh, but he did pay a terrible price for that. I know. That <laughs> that didn't look super fun. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's your body trying to purge itself of the poison that you have <laughs> injected into yourself. Uh, I, also, uh, I also appreciated that Jasmine was actually sad that Eris was gone yeah they actually missed each other (laughs) it's it's such a low bar but it feels like such progress (laughs) in this context it's like oh wow you miss your husband what a what a revelation so yeah that's a we also see Nicole and Chris and Shaquille and Kirsten doing a couples activity, taking old-timey photos. Yes, which all the couples, uh, all the couples would have been there, presumably, uh, had the hangover not been a thing. Is what it is what it seemed like because. Clint was just mentioning as he laid in, there in bed that, you know, he might need a minute <laughs> to compose himself. So, yes, old-timey photo photo booth place. Tell me everything. Well, the two women and the two men kind of split off to get dressed, and Nicole brings up the whole leasing situation with them trying to live together, but... You know, things aren't quite lining up. And then we see Chris saying that she's overthinking and being rash. (laughs) I was surprised to hear that. Uh, Yeah, he uh, he's a little bit. A little bit more fiery. When he's not with her, I know I was just going to say, like, you need once again, like you mentioned before, you have to, like, talk about this stuff with each other. Look. I wasn't going to say it, all right, because I feel super awkward that I have, I, I have said that it's got to be at least like several dozen times over this season, and I am feeling like a broken record on that and other <laughs> counts here. <laughs> I feel like such a terrible podcaster. Because it's just like, yeah, I, I'm saying the exact same things I've said for the past four episodes because nothing has changed. And they're still having the same conversation about the lease. Do you do you agree with him? Um, no. I think they need to figure this out. I'm on Nicole's <laughs> side on this one. <laughs> like decision day is what, a week away, eight days, something like that. Like what's happening after that? Where are you going? You can't back, stay back, in the show back, apartment back, anymore. Back to your separate apartments. 
as a married couple. Yeah. See, I I feel like perhaps this could be an indicator that Chris is maybe not quite as certain about this. Ooh, interesting. As perhaps he <laughs> might just normally exhibit. I mean, it's just... I mean, there was a couple of cracks this episode. Yeah, I can't it, deny that. It, it was It was just you know, it's just a question that's run through my mind a couple of times. Because, as, as you mentioned, if you are assuming or you are planning for life after decision day, meaning that you are saying yes on decision day and remaining married... You you would think that that's probably you know housing might be a, a a necessary component of that. So I I don't I don't really agree with him either, especially with the three dogs. Like you have, it's gonna take some time to find. Yeah, you gotta a nail place. that down. Regardless, if you're buying, it's gonna take time to find a place. If you're renting, it's gonna put you know take a lot of time probably to find a place that'll allow you to have three dogs. I mean, we see that Kirsten said she hasn't even discussed the living situation with Shaquille, which is also a bad sign. She doesn't know if they'll stay married. Yeah, they they haven't they haven't really talked future. <laughs> like, what are what are you guys talking about? Nothing. They don't talk to each other at all. We've been over this. They only but, like, talk she to the keeps other people. Saying like, oh, we're like staying up late. So like, what what's happening? Well, there? she's she's staying up reading. Is what it sounded like to me. That that's what Shaq was complaining about to Chris. That like it it seemed like she was maybe staying up late, like doing stuff like reading, doing whatever on an iPad or something like that, and then was like wanting to converse with him after that potentially. And so he was like, "No, <laughs> not not a fan of that." Which, you know, sometimes he has to get up early, so I understand that. But it just, once again, shows a, a lack of willingness to, to compromise and live with a married mindset. It's always like, this is what I'm doing, and you can get on board. And then the other is like, this is what I'm doing, and you can get on board or not. Versus trying to find some sort of common ground situation. Like, I don't know. If she really is, like, reading for a while, maybe have a conversation with him before and then read. Like, or the 500 million things that we've pointed out that Shaq should should do over this season as well. Ugh. So much frustration. Did you did you enjoy the the whole vibe of that photo booth booth place? I mean, it was it's a it's a it's a real tourist attraction uh, with lots of props and costumes and yeah, it was a lot. Um, it was like a blast from the past kind of thing. The pictures looked cool. Well, yeah, it was it was an, I say old timey, but old timey in the context of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. And bank robbers and saloon wenches, which 
definitely a blast from the past, having saloon wenches and just expecting them to dress up as, you know, escorts, essentially. <laughs> oh, uh, is that what that was? <laughs> I mean, sure. It was, it wasn't, it was totally fine and nothing, nothing weird there at all. Uh, I greatly enjoyed Shaq sort of being like, oh, wow, she looks really good in, in red. Wow. And then, of course, all the pictures are in black and white and <laughs> sapia totes because it's his Wild West themed. Um, but, yeah, there was definitely, I thought, some awkwardness between Kirsten and Shaq during some of the photos i always find them slightly awkward i don't think she was really digging the group photo i don't remember <laughs> her vibe was i just, like I just remember a photo. very uncomfortable looking smile there i mean it's a bit of an odd activity to start with so <laughs> look when you're a tourist in nashville you got to do these these touristy things or actually it's not even nashville it's uh Gatlinburg. Yeah, which is maybe even more touristy. Would you say that's true? Um, I don't know much about Gatlinburg besides the bears. <laughs> yes, the great, the great, wonderful bears. We also saw them, well, actually not just them, but everybody else at this lumberjack competition show yes, it's place. A, it's a lumberjack feud. It also uh, said Paula Deen's Lumberjack. Did you see that? No, I did not. I, why would her name be attached to this? Uh, people, people brand things. I mean, Dolly Parton has Dollywood. Why Why yeah. does Dolly Parton have an amusement park? These things just... <laughs> I mean, I would argue that Dolly Parton having an amusement park is probably a bit more prestigious and impressive than a lumberjack feud and maybe maybe it's a chain of lumberjack feuds i don't know i don't maybe. know i'd forgotten about paula Dean entirely <laughs> <laughs> wow how dare you she's a cultural icon okay um yeah this is uh i i've seen these activities before it was interesting to me that there would be somehow enough demand for this that it's like its own standalone institution I can see people signing up to do this. Yes, I I agree with that. It's just it's just like a you got fun have, thing to like do. Like a I guess. lot of that's what I'm saying is I I feel like there's it's got to be a tourist spot there yeah. like that's that city because otherwise how is how is a place like that gonna really survive? Did you enjoy the activities? Yeah, they were fun to watch. I think the tree climbing was the most fun, seeing how high everybody could get. Yeah, they did. They did a a bunch of things. I mean, they watched some professionals do stuff, but they also they also did a bunch of stuff themselves, like mm -hmm. log rolling and just a lot of lumberjacky stuff. And Clint was finally uh, unhungover enough to join join the party except there. he was still too drunk to actually climb 
I mean, <laughs> do you do you blame him? You wouldn't have gone up there. No, even being sober. So, <laughs> no, no, you would not have the giant. Yeah, the tree, the tree climbing, which you know, all these activities are sort of at least based off of uh, the original type. Well, maybe not even the original, but like professional lumberjacks going into forests and chopping up trees and so scaling trees with rope and spikes was uh something you got to do i guess and nicole did pretty well she she killed it uh Clint, as you mentioned, was like, uh, I don't want to spray puke everywhere, so I'm going to say no thank you. And Jasmine did really well as well. Yeah. I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty impressed by that. There's a lot of muscle power to get up to the top of that. Chris got destroyed by Nicole. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed. Did you catch that Jasmine uh, was basically wishing that Eris was there to uh, see her butt in that moment? I, I did notice that. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I mean, my, already... butt, my booty was looking pretty good. <laughs> so he, I, guess she mu- I guess she must know in some capacity or suspect something like that. But like it should like he would have already seen it. Like, no, no, but it's a different. It's a different context showing your strength, like in that context, to see like a super flexed butt. I, I don't. I just. I feel like they've done enough activities. He should have already noticed that. Not by now, not as but... not as physical as 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 this. And remember. She has a butt. It's just not big enough or impressive enough. So she this was activity's hoping... not going to change that though. Not going to change the size. No, but it shows a different side of her, a more athletic side that uh, I think she thinks he would find more uh, erotic, perhaps. There was a. Um... I guess two groups of people chatting after oh, this. So, such a long conversation. Yeah, there was really only one thing here that I thought was interesting. Gina? Yes. <laughs> was Gina talking about Clint getting really drunk? He couldn't find his PJs. She had to like help him to bed, I guess. And this is very unattractive to her. As if she needed another thing. I know. Just another notch. <sighs> so that's where they are as a couple. This is my own personal bias showing here, but like, like why why do you need to like put PJs upon him? Just leave him there, or like take his shirt off or something. Like, what? Why? What? What is the need to like get him into actual PJs? Which I don't know if they actually were, but that that's one thing. And the other thing too is like I think she sees stuff like that and files that into her filing cabinet of. Things this is like, like this is weird and I don't feel like a wife. Which I don't know, one could argue getting your spouse into PJs after they come back home blackout drunk is pretty spousely. 
it's not it's not great maybe go to aa if you're having problems but i don't know it just and this is another rehash but it just feels like she very much does not want this and so she's looking for any possible thing to file under the let's say no at decision day oh yeah she's been checked out for a while yeah which as we'll find out later you don't understand at all but yeah this was such such a long conversation on both sides with everybody just saying the same old same old yeah we don't need to rehash any of that there's nothing new there yeah I mean, it even continues like back at the house <laughs> where Shaquille and Kirsten are talking about being on the same page, having lots of conversations. I literally just wrote blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, I said, not, like, continue to churn. <laughs> it's like, can we switch the conversation to anything else? Yeah, like, like even Shaquille brings up, she keeps saying we need to have conversations, but we do talk. Like, but I, I guess they're not the conversation she wants. No, and I like noted that their definitions of everything are different. Oh, absolutely. Even quality time, being there for each other, supporting every, each of them has a different definition of what that means. Yeah, ah, uh, man, it, it's, it's hard to know what to say without repeating myself. But yeah, the, these two just, nothing means the same. Nothing. No, they there, can't there, agree there, on there's, anything. There's no overlap. We, we go back to the greenhouse. Oh, like, no. <laughs> like that, that, I feel, I, I'm pretty sure I said this at the time. I, I think I did. But I'm pretty sure I said something to the effect of, this this may be the defining moment of their relationship like the defining sort of encapsulation of them as a couple it summed it all up the oh i i like this one because it has big leaves oh well that i was gonna go with this one because it has small leaves it's just like there is no (laughs) there's no there's no cooperation or understanding nope. here at all. Oh. So the next thing we see is Clinton Gina. And this is a conversation about, I guess, one of her employees quit that she had been training for like a year. Yes, yeah, she, I, I guess, got a text with her notice or something like that, I would assume. Yeah, so she's pretty bummed out. Yeah, it's a tough time. Especially, I guess, with them trying to, like, open this new location and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's, she's pretty upset about about this. And I, I said, perhaps incredibly optimistically, this could be an opportunity for Clint to tip the seesaw towards romantic partner <laughs> by being supportive <laughs> enough. But... Mm. no he was supportive but he there's, was there's he, no there's nothing there he was supportive but i just like this was i i think this was the first time we've really seen her show any sort of emotion right yeah that's what people on twitter were saying like did she even show much of any emotion 
during all the heated stuff they had during the honeymoon? I feel like I, mean, she, I feel like it didn't even reach this level. No, it was more like I think just being ticked off or upset back then. Yeah, so like this is the first time he had seen her cry. And we're seven weeks in. Like this is the most vulnerable she has gotten. And it's not even in a romantic context. No, it's about work. Which was his initial concern. <laughs> and then he just, he, he's, he's come around, but she has not. So Ugh. it is time to visit the golf club with Nicole and Chris. This may have been the most action-packed, drama-filled <laughs> segment of the season. <laughs> Yeah, so it's mini golf, and I guess, like, it starts off fine and everything, but then, like, she starts doing poorly and informs Chris she has flipped a Monopoly board before. Yeah, she's very she's very competitive, and I will notice, uh, note, for accuracy, okay, this was putt-putt they were playing, given the mystical environment and all the bright colors. I thought it was all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably is, but I I consider at least, this is my definition, it may not be the world's definition, but I, I consider mini golf to be basically the small version of real golf versus putt-putt uses the same instruments and implements of mini golf, but it's... You know, putt-putt is very fantastical, and you have the, the gnomes and the windmills and the mystical creatures. So, mm -hmm. there. I managed to stretch the episode by a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, please, tell, tell me more I about I mean, this. she this just, was... like, took this so seriously. I've never seen something like this before. Or she was just getting like more and more upset with every <laughs> missed hole in one, or whatever. especially since early on, uh, she had a, a super bad stroke, and and he gave her a mulligan, and she was very confused by that. She's like, "What? What is that? Hmm? Are you familiar with mulligans? No. It's just a do over. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just it. Oh, just do it. Do it again. That's a." a thing uh in in life in golf uh more specifically i guess um but then she had her itm and was talking about strike strikes and like being confused about the mulligan it was it was pretty funny and so i i feel like she just perhaps felt out of her depth a bit and so she kind of gets frustrated easily yeah, she called it a child's game. It's like, well, if it's a child's game, why are you getting so upset? And I know, and then it has to be like tell herself it's not that serious. I know, it's like I'm not gonna freak out. She's told herself that <laughs> before during this season. I'm not gonna freak out. I'm not gonna throw a tantrum. This is fine. Uh, which is funny to hear as we watch it. Probably not quite so funny to be around. No, Chris was getting. <laughs> I think very confused and maybe a little irritated oh, by all this. Just so bad at 
The, the man is <laughs> so then, bad at the game, though. And then once Chris won, she's like, well, looks like you won. And then I'm just going to breathe. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> very, very competitive. Uh, it, which, <laughs> it is then, not that serious. Which Chris's response to, to that was, yeah, this, this, this is probably the last time we're going mini golfing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't think we're gonna do this again. Uh, it was so funny. I just, she's such an intense person, and I, I do, I do love that. That's such a great quality. Sometimes, like that, that passion and just the intensity. But man, can it go in weird directions? Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so that's probably. Uh, probably just about my favorite part of the episode right there. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Eris returns. This was my second favorite part of the episode. Well, he is shocked that he actually missed her. Yes, except he he can't tell her that. <laughs> he, he just... it it. The words just do not come out of his mouth. It is it is very difficult. But he specifically in his ITM he said that Oh, I'm sorry, this is just so funny to me that he missed her, which was a shock. <laughs> he he said that. Why would you be shocked that you missed your wife? Like that is so weird. Because I think again, going back to a lot of these couples, like they are not, they're not existing in a couple or a husband and wife frame of mind at all. Nope. And so, uh, it just it it is a shock because it's like, oh, I thought I just didn't like her at all, <laughs> and so they get to have a chat on their balcony at the at the retreat place where they were staying over some jumbo connect four and it was impossible for him to say and to tell her that he missed her do you do you uh do you want to share how he finally was able to express that he missed her? Well, he, he <laughs> said he missed seeing hair on the floor. Yes, and the dog. I guess Jasmine's hair sheds a little, so... You <laughs> know, like, he that, didn't see that. That... <laughs> That's such a roundabout way of saying I missed you. I know, just just tell the woman. I mean, she's right there in front of you. But it's like he's afraid to admit to himself that she would actually be like a good wife and partner for him he's always maintained this this distance and kept her and and it feels like the whole process sort of at arm's length like oh no i'm like this just isn't working for me and so it is a surprise also did you catch when she talks about how she like killed it on the tree climbing? He had to yeah. like 
undercut her and be like, well, you're not killing it in this Connect Four game. Yeah, that was what I like to call a missed opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Because that would have been a wonderful time to affirm her directly. It's just like... She like lobbed it up there for him and he fumbled it. Yeah, and just going back to... Even though, oh, it's ill. We're talking about everybody's proud of him. He's making progress. Oh, he's doing so great. Like, even... the whole, Like, the whole reason people are thinking that is because at the dinner... And I'm sorry, everybody, but this is stuff I've said before. But, like, he said all that nice stuff about her. Not really to her. It was still. for show. It was to the table. I, yeah. Look, I don't. I don't want to go so far as saying it was for show. I because that's a little bit too cynical for my taste. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to believe that it was very much sincere, and I think it could be. I'm just saying, like that wasn't directly or directed necessarily to her. That was like describing things to the table. Well, also, like he has never told her that stuff before in right. private. Exactly. And so that's why I apologize because once again, tell your freaking partner. If this is stuff you believe, maybe tell them. And so, yeah, he just totally missed that that opportunity. I I was so disappointed. It was right there. That's what makes me think it was for show for the cameras. Yeah, but everything's on camera. Yeah, I don't know. Eris just frustrates me. And I I maybe you could say that it was like for the group. I I would say that, that I I would have a an easier time probably believing that even though I don't want to believe that either. Vers- I mean, you versus would hope just not. The, just versus like versus just for the cameras because like I, the cameras are there all the time. So it seems more likely to me that he would want to like keep a good reputation with the group of people versus just, you know, appearing good on TV. But I don't know. That's, uh, man, again and again and again, my hopes are just dashed upon the rocks of reality and it really sucks. It sucks. Well, you got to stop having hope for these two. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I want my hope until this point has been springing into eternal because Oh, no, if, I lost hope a long time ago if, with these two. If you have no hope, then what is the point of life? Hmm. Like, of life, yeah, but, like, specifically, these two, it's just the drama. Unfortunately, everything's just kind of dead. So there isn't any, like, a lot of times when you can tell these marriages are heading for disaster, there's, like, some fireworks, some arguing, something to, like, hold on to, but... It's just kind of like nothing's happening. Yeah, it's just slowly, well, not necessarily even slowly, but it's just kind of sliding down a hill towards the cliff's edge and nothing, nothing seems to be, nothing seems to be stopping the descent for, for most of these couples. And it's, it's such a it's such a bummer because it's sad but it's also boring. And so like 
if it's sad, but also exciting, it's like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Such is life. This is how things happen. But to be sad and boring, like to be depressed and also bored, is just, it's not a great combination. No. So it is time for the final group dinner for the retreat. Mm -hmm. We see Clint has cooked another feast. I know. I I would say watching this season, well, like sort of post- the first handful of episodes. I think this is probably the most confused I may have ever seen you just about Gina being totally disinterested in Clint just with all of his cooking and you know just his humor. I think I think it's a little weird to you that she's just like no thanks. I think you yeah. you were drooling over some you've been <laughs> drooling over some of his creation his food looks so here. good i mean he he did that this has got to this has got to be at least the third time that he's made food for everybody because he made and i mean the other guys helped him in some capacity <laughs> i'm putting this in air quotes because i don't know how helpful they actually were but like he did that first initial dinner he made breakfast for everybody that morning right yeah which was not just like yeah, Any these aren't just was, basic stuff. It's like, oh, chocolate chip, blah, 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 pancakes. And yeah, it was like this whole list of stuff. Yeah, this range of, of different foods that all sounded delicious. And then again, he did it again for dinner as well. Like, not to mention <laughs> he's been cooking for Gina this entire time as well. Yeah, that lasagna she liked, that, those fish sandwiches. Yeah. Christy's confused. Food is everything yep. to Christy. And what a missed opportunity she, for she, her. She hates seeing a good chef get cut loose. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was last week that you said something about uh his DMs are going to be pretty Oh, I pretty think so. Full at the end of this. Yeah. Um, Cuz he really he did not he did not come off well in the beginning of the season at all. And he really turned it around mm-hmm. very yeah. significantly. I mean, he it's like, it's like Mitch could have had all this potential if he had like turned a corner, and like lived mm-hmm. in a different way. And it feels like what happened here, like I thought initially, oh, this is going to be another Clint where we're like, ha, 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 like some of the stuff you say is funny and like you're interesting to watch and like I don't think you're a bad person, but like, man, you guys need to get a divorce. Versus here, rough start, a lot of redemption. And I don't know if everyone agrees with that or not. I don't uh, go searching for people's opinions on Clint on the internet, but I like... I wish that Gina was invested in this relationship because I think it I think it, it would be a good relationship if that were true. So there you go. There's my vast opinion. So Jasmine pulls out the card game we saw from last week and 
I mean, these questions are like really awkward to answer, like in group <laughs> in settings. <laughs> but like, so the first one was, "What do you like most or least about your partner?" And directed that yes towards because I guess they had played that on their way up, and yeah, so yeah, she decided that, that she would give a she would give cards to people and the various couples, and they'd have to answer and. Chris and Nicole got Chris, the first one. Oh boy. So Chris like <laughs> says the what do I like least? Yeah, that, but was, their, also, that was their card. What what but, what is my least or like what is what's the your least favorite thing about about your partner? <laughs> tell tell us what his answer was. Well, he like picked like the nicest possible mm -hmm. way of saying a least favorite thing by being like well you're so hard on yourself and like you're caring and compassionate so it's like a compliment rolled up in yes my 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 least favorite <laughs> thing about you is how hard you are on yourself it's like that's not that's not what the question was asking and buddy you have a whole long list I mean, can we revisit the golf game from earlier? <laughs> yes, yes. Can we bring can we bring up how she freaked out playing a child's game because she wasn't good at it? But no, <laughs> oh, you're just so hard on yourself. Oh, that's the only thing I could come up with. <laughs> so Nicole kind of answers in the same way. She's like, "Oh, you make everyone feel comfortable, but you don't really take care of yourself that well." Did, did you notice for the question that Kirsten and Shaquille got that neither neither of them, in my opinion, actually answered the question? Because their, their question was uh, something to the effect of like, what what is your like least favorite, like... Favorite imperfection. Yeah, yeah, favorite imperfection. That's what it was. And I just, I did not feel like either of them really actually answered that because yeah. they both brought up something that like really irritated them i think and we're like well but you're trying to change it versus like oh like this is a, like a flaw you have but like i find it endearing yeah i think nobody just nobody wanted to be mean <laughs> which is like admirable but also it's just kind of like what's the point of the question then but i feel i feel like that question is is the question itself is nicer though because it's like, it, it it seemed like to me at least it was asking the sort of thing like, oh, what like, what's a kind of weird thing that like, people would kind of feel weird about or like think was weird, but I mean they could have like it. They could have taken it in like a lighthearted direction, like oh, like he leaves his towel on the floor after a shower or something. But instead, we kind of like tried to go deep but nice with. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't answering the question in my No, opinion. it was unsatisfying. No. It was not satisfying in in the slightest. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, oh, you like you fart a lot. And some people could see that as a flaw, <laughs> but like you always like let out this adorable giggle when you do it. Like that that's sort of how I thought the question like what the question was asking essentially like not not something that you just abhor that they're doing that isn't really like a flaw necessarily it, like i don't know it just 
these two i i don't know what to do it makes me so uncomfortable <laughs> on, it, it really does on a fundamental level i just i watch them and i'm so confused they i mean they are confusing i just it doesn't even like it doesn't even feel like they're friends it feels like they're enemies or like strangers maybe stra well, probably strangers they're definitely not working together that's it, for sure it feels like they're strangers the Clinton Gina's question was, when do I hurt you? So Gina's like, oh, I've never felt hurt. Lie. <laughs> That's what I was shouting um, in my mind with every answer to every question. Lie. And then Clint says, well, for Gina, she's on her phone all the time, <laughs> which I don't know that that's, I don't know if he's actually hurt by that. I think it's more of an annoyance that she's doing that all the time. I mean, I could see it being a hurt given the context of their relationship. Like, she's on her phone all the time because she just does not want to engage with me at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that was perhaps the most open and honest answer of all of them. Mm -hmm. It was like a real, a real answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so Shaquille uh, and Kirsten have to leave. Yeah, because I guess he he has work the next day yep. early. This must have been Sunday. And so they they got to get out of there. And then everyone else gets in the hot tub. Mm -hmm. And Clint has you know has to have not, some more not, fun. Not learned his lesson from no. the previous hangover Let's and open a bottle of champagne and spray it on everyone. Yep. And then I saw Jasmine using a towel to <laughs> shield her hair, which you, you have to do that. You, you don't get a black person's hair wet. No. That is unacceptable. And then Clint asked, he must have had some good amount of alcohol in him by this point, asking, "What is the? where is the craziest place you've ever had sex? And when nobody volunteers an answer, <laughs> he shares that it was at the foot of a lifeguard stand in Florida at night. I feel like that's not even that crazy of a place. I mean, I guess it's in public. So it's a little bit of danger. Yeah, but like if it's at night, like nobody's going to be at the beach at night. I don't know. Now, if it was like the most awkward place to have sex or like the most awkward place you've had sex, maybe because of all the sand, sand Yikes. gets in every nook and cranny. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> yeah. So that answer wasn't particularly satisfactory to me you know it wasn't like <laughs> oh you know i've i've made love in you know in the jungle of vietnam or like no just it was florida <laughs> florida being the most romantic place in the world yeah nobody nobody else wanted to go there so we see Chris and Nicole talking about, I guess, kind of like the time they spend with each other and having like time like away from each other, like pursuing other interests. So Nicole wants to make sure that Chris is not just totally wrapped up in her. He has like an outlet. Mm -hmm. A time to escape. <laughs> <laughs> Which feels mean to say. It really does, but perhaps accurate. Well, after this episode, yeah. 
Mm, yeah, he's going to need some serious alone time here. <laughs> so the next morning. The last morning. Yep, Clint is once again making breakfast. So Nicole and Chris are talking about their living situation, and Chris thought the plan was to wait until after decision day to figure it out, but she thought it was they were going to figure it out before, so they're kind of just going back and forth. And yeah, not not really on the same page, and Nicole still wants there to be a concrete plan in place before decision day, which like, I understand, but more... More, more, more of being on different pages. Yeah. Here. She like eventually gets him to agree that they will do this before decision day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the most completely random <laughs> thing. This was wild. I don't. Uh, She's like, oh, let's put on like dinosaur we, like costumes. It's like we've just had this argument, but. I just so happened to have brought two dinosaur costumes with me. I know you're already irritated me with me right now, but can you please like look dumb in front of everyone else for breakfast? Doesn't that sound fun? Christy, Christy was not on board with this activity. <laughs> Christy was was very much not on they board. They were ridiculous. <laughs> well, so he did not he did not want to do this. No, he begrudgingly this, put them on. Yeah, this was sort of a repeat of the like the flamingo shirt. Oh, you remember the flamingo yes, shirts? I do. He should have put his foot down here as well. Uh well, you're right. I mean, he he should have put his foot down. But it's just it's a continuation I I think of his uh, MO, his strategy, I guess, to deal with her and the amount of times she kind of puts him through the the ringer with her ideas some of them very silly and uncomfortable for him which is to just okay whatever sure i'll do it i mean <laughs> the whole the whole uh itm where the producer uh asked him is, is this a is this appeasement it's like 100 percent appeasement <laughs> he also said this is what love looks like oh boy yeah, I just, I don't know if that is necessarily a winning long-term strategy. I just, he, he's going to have to stand up for himself a bit more in the future, I think, even though maybe that's worked well or fairly well for him during the eight weeks of Married at First Sight. It just, you imagine going 10, 20 years of just like, uh, yes honey okay i'll dye my hair purple with you <laughs> oh gosh you know like whatever whatever the idea of the day ends up being like that would be a bit difficult uh so he might have to change his strategy a bit going forward because i if this sort of thing continues it kind of becomes more of a question mark for me if they survive or not. So. There was also another what do you need from your partner question. Uh, As if we needed that. No, no. It was the exact same verbatim information from everybody. Even this, the same people saying it. It's like Clint asked the exact same question again. 
And Eris answered the exact same way. And this person just said the same thing that they said the last 15 times. And it's enough to make you go crazy. Yep, that is that is where they ended. Everyone leaving the retreat, driving back home. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, you noticed. It did not look like Gina looked particularly happy with it, on that drive. Like the shot that we saw briefly as they were oh. headed I back. I mean, everyone looked pretty tired, I guess. <laughs> On the way home, just the, these I marriages mean, are not going. Very Gina well. hasn't looked happy the, the whole weekend, basically with Clint. Well, she doesn't feel like a wife, which I believe is something <laughs> that was brought up in the after party. And Clint was basically it, his response was, "Well, you know, it's 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 difficult, you know, because I, I don't feel like a husband either." <laughs> it's mutual. Yeah, it just, it feels like he's a lot more receptive to the possibilities than than she is. And so I can see that being maybe more frustrating on his part because he's like, well, like, yeah, we had a rough start, but I'm willing to give this a shot. And it's just like, nope. He is going to be devastated, though, when they divorce and the dog goes. Well, maybe he'll get a dog of his own. Yeah, but not that dog that dog is special to him and that might that might be more sad to him than the marriage ending to be perfectly honest with you i mean he was talking Probably. about dreaming of the dog but that's not good <laughs> so uh, incoming depression over that isn't that grand it's wonderful another, another casualty of this experience mm -hmm. yeah so uh hmm. <laughs> are any of them gonna make it That's oh, the question. Like you're asking? Yes. Oh, uh, just still Nicole and Chris. There's, there's nobody else. I mean, I'm not convinced even them are. Like, I don't think they're going to survive either. It's all just death and That'd destruction. That would be one depressing Decision Day episode if it was five no's. Well, four, technically. We've already had one of them. Oh, well, Are yeah. they going to bring, <laughs> no, gonna no. bring Dom and Mac back? Make them. <laughs> it's like, it was in the contract. You have to be here today. I'm sorry. You have to be here. No, they're not gonna. They're not gonna do that. So, it feels like such a sad, sad place to end it. But here we are at the end of an episode where not a whole lot happened, and everyone's still just sad and alone, even though they're all married. And that's kind of where things are. And I don't know if things will be in, improved whatsoever over the next few episodes that we have. Well, they have a week to create a spark. <laughs> they they have that's, that's all. They have a <laughs> they have a week to figure out how to be married after wasting <laughs> the first seven weeks. I don't see how they're gonna do it personally. Oh, I mean they're not, but it, it's nice to hope. Okay. <laughs> I like to be optimistic in my life. And so that's what I'm going to do, even though it's going to be a rough ending, I think, for a lot of these people. And probably an even rougher reunion, perhaps. So <laughs> stick around for that, everyone. And I guess we will be back next week and really just hoping for a more exciting episode just drama everywhere and fun times 